Hi, welcome to the Parenting Bridge podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Alden, a licensed professional counselor, parent coach, and family therapist. And I'm here to help you to build a bridge to your best family possible. So I want to start out talking about anxiety in kids. In the years that I've been a counselor and been working with kids, I have seen anxiety in kids just on a high rise. And it's not um, just our kids from hard places. It's it's kids at every level. Um, if they're not full of anxiety and fear from their trauma that's happened to them, they're highly anxious about school and um, just tons of things that I don't remember as a kid being quite so worried about. So that makes me wonder, and I have wondered this a lot over the last few years is, you know, what, what has changed? What's different? And I know it's easy to point to screen time and video games and, and social media and bullying and all those kinds of things. But tonight I want to look at it a little bit differently. And I'm not saying that this is the only reason why kids are anxious. This is a theory that I have about it. And I think that I have a way that we can help kids to be a little bit less anxious. So um, like I said, it's not everything, but it is some of it. And that has to do with choices. So I think that we've entered in, and I, I don't can't remember exactly when this started. I know, I think it was when my kids were um, maybe in, in school, but this whole idea as parents that we need to give kids choices. And I think that it started from a good place, a place of wanting kids to not feel, um, overly controlled or that they didn't have a say or voice. And, um, also from not wanting to be authoritative as a parent, um, to be dominating, but, so, so this idea of giving kids choices started, but I don't think that it ever had the intention that it's the way it's kind of been taken. I think that it started out as, um, you know, letting kids choose maybe what they were going to wear that day or giving them a choice between, um, you know, you can watch this movie or this movie or this show or this show, but it's, it's, it's gone to this place where kids have to make choices all day long and, so I just think about it like this. You know, I have a lot of days where I have to make a lot of decisions all day long, really big decisions and some small decisions like we all do. And sometimes by the end of the day, after making a lot of decisions, you don't want to deal with one more decision like what are you going to make for dinner or have you thought about what you're going to do tomorrow or, you know, things like that. You just want somebody to tell you, here's what we're having for dinner or here's what I thought we could do tonight. So, you know, I started thinking about how that works with kids who, you know, they they have to make a lot of decisions all day long too. And we tell them that they have to make good choices. But then the choices that we have them make are not always a good or a bad decision or choice. We talk about choices about everything. Like it's your it's your choice. What what do you want to wear? What do you want to eat? What do you want to do? And and I think it's not just fall, it doesn't just fall into permissive parenting where we don't want to make any decisions for our kids. I think it's it's even done in intentional parenting where it's just constantly like, you know, 
I gave him this choice or this choice. And, you know, I, I just think that there's, there's times that it might be nice to take some of that pressure off of our kids. And first of all, not all choices are good or bad, that some choices are just a choice. It doesn't really matter. They, they can choose, you know, between things that, that don't really matter. It doesn't have to be a big deal, but there's other things that I think they can just be a kid and we can make the choices. One of the things we do in our in-home program is we actually, because we are trying to establish that the parents are in charge and not the kids, is we don't allow the kids to make the choices. We actually say in our mantra that parents are in charge and parents direct the day and they make the choices. And one of the goals that we put on the kids' first goal sheet is that they get to just be a kid. Because we have a lot of kids that are little many adults, you know, and their their lives have been opened up to a lot of things that maybe our lives weren't opened up to as kids. So, you know, they can just be a kid when we're directing the day or we're making the choices. They don't have to choose, you know, between whether they want to do this or that when it's just good choices or things that we can say, you know, tell them what they're going to do. Direct the day. It's okay to do that. It doesn't make you... Uh, um, a controlling, uh, authoritative parent. It, it puts you in charge and it makes you intentional and it lets the kid just be a kid when when they get to just do those things that you've set up for them. And the other part of choices I think that I was thinking about is a lot of our choices are very open-ended. So I do give kids choices, especially after they get through the first part of the program and they have learned to accept that parents are in charge and they're not fighting about every single thing that's going to happen that that day during that time, then we we do give more limited choices. Um, for example, um, if you see that the kids are frustrated with something and they haven't totally flipped their lid yet, then you can give them that a choice of you can, I see that you're getting frustrated, you can stop and take a break or you can keep going if you think you can handle it. So they're not open-ended choices like, you're getting frustrated, what are you going to do about it? It's giving them, kind of directing them into that and and knowing that they can make those choices at that point. If they keep escalating, they're going to reach the place where they can't make those choices and then we're going to direct them. Come stand by me, come sit over here. So those open-ended choices are, I think, harder on on us as people and as kids, it's it can't always be left up to them about everything in their day and everything that they're going to do. And even your bigger kids sometimes need a break from that, just like we need a break from it sometimes. Like, you know, and that's when we get that "I don't care," "I don't," "I don't know" kind of answers. That that's not usually the answer we're looking for, but maybe it's a cue that we're asking too many questions or. Um, expecting them to make too many decisions. So the other part of that is, is when we give unfair choices. You know, do you want to do you want to do your homework now or do you want to be grounded for a week? You know, that's not really <laughs> a good choice. And that's not the kind of choices that we're really talking about. That's more of a threat. It's we're saying it like it's a choice, but it's not really a choice, you know. So a, a choice might a better choice might be do you do you want to do your homework? now or do you need a break and then you can do your homework so 
you know, looking at your choices in that way that that ease the, the kids into it and, and choices that you're okay with. When you leave those open-ended questions um, and open-ended choices in that, you have to be prepared for whatever their answers are. So that's, you know, like I said, this isn't everything about why kids are stressed out, but this is just something to think about. The other thing is that I think is really important to understand as a parent or a coach or a teacher is that when anybody is stressed out, but especially kids, that they don't see the options or the choices. And so we have to really help them with that. So as you, if you see a kid escalating or maybe they're already escalated, rather than asking them, how can I help or what do you want me to do or what are you going to do, give them give them that help, give them that input, let them know what is acceptable. A lot of times we're, we, we don't really know what we want the kids to do. And so we're not really giving them any, any, any help in that. So when we're really stressed out, our, our view of life and our choices get really, really isolated and narrow and we don't see any other options. And being stressed out doesn't have to be that something bad happened. I was working with a kid um, yesterday with the horses and he couldn't figure out how to do something and he kept kind of giving up and sitting down and finally he just sat down for quite a while during the session and I just let him sit because one thing that, that I've noticed is that it's very hard for some kids to ask for help and it's always okay to say I don't know and I need help but this kid wasn't doing that. He want, wanted us to come to him and and kind of bail him out or give him the answer so i just wanted to wait and see how long he would sit and he he would sit for a while and then he would go try again and he was struggling but i had made up my mind that if he came and asked for help i was gonna help him but he didn't do that and so finally after a while when there wasn't much time left i just went and sat down next to him in the dirt and i asked him what he was thinking or what he what his process was like I'm see that you're having a hard time what what's going on and his first thing that he said was that the horse doesn't like doesn't like me this horse hates me um, which was kind of funny because um, that wasn't what was happening at all but it was it was kind of a funny response and then so we I said well that's that's really interesting and then I just I asked him about what what options he had because he was trying to do this one particular task and I said what what other options? And he couldn't see any other options. And so we talked about that, like how we get stressed out. And he was, I said, you were stressed because you were trying to do this and you wanted to do it right. And you felt like you couldn't do it right. And as you got more worried about it, it became more and more difficult for you to figure out how to do it. And he agreed that that's what happened. And so if I, if he had asked for help and I was there helping, I, I probably would have given him a choice about you could use this part or you could use this part or you could use this resource or this resource at that point. But once he shut down, then I, I probably would have been more directive, like, let's try again and let's do it this way. So just gauging kind of where they're at and just realizing that, you know, what seems like something easy to us is not easy for some kids. And when they get stressed, they don't see all the different ways something could be done or how to do things, especially when you're dealing with kids that already have executive functioning issues and aren't able to problem solve very well. So part of that, you know, giving choices, we want our kids to make, we say this all the time, we want our kids to make good choices. But 
I think, what if they can't? Can we help them to make a good choice? Can we make doing the right thing easy and the wrong thing more difficult? Can we use these obstacles to kind of be bumpers that keep them in the path that, that we want them to go? Once you know that that kid did the task and had a great time the rest of the session. And um, it's funny how kids are because later he told his mom that that was the, he had the best time ever with the horses. So <laughs> you never know. Thanks for listening to the Parenting Bridge podcast. For more about parenting and how to get started building a bridge to better behaviors, go to the show notes and click on the link to Healthy Foundations. If you would like to leave a comment or have questions for Dr. Michelle, there's a link in the show notes to do so. Thank you.